I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sooner Nation podcast. I'm Matt Hofeld, along with Rich DeCray. Um, a whole bunch of stuff going on in the world of Sooner Nation this last week. Um, so we're going to talk about a lot of that. But the biggest stories probably have to deal with two recruits who got away from Oklahoma. And I do believe Oklahoma could have had either one of these guys. Kendall Daniels ends up leaving Texas A&M. And a lot of people, including myself, thought he was coming back to Norman, the number one player in the state of Oklahoma for the 2021 recruiting cycle. Daniels ends up at Oklahoma State. Then there's Big Cat Bryant, who his his pilgrimage um, has been quite interesting. Big Cat leaves Auburn to go to Tennessee, where his high school coach was on staff. That coaching staff gets fired in Knoxville. Big Cat jumps back in the portal, um, taking away his commitment to Tennessee. And, and again, a lot of people, including myself, expected him to end up in Norman. But instead, he announces this week that he is going to be at the University of Central Florida. Now, yes, you could say both of these are big losses for Oklahoma. But then you can also go back and say, can you really lose what you never had? And that's that's the case for both of these guys. I, I think with Kendall Daniels, at this point, it's you, you can just say it wasn't meant to be. Kendall Daniels clearly thinks he can play safety at this level. And maybe he can't. I, and I, I wish him the best, except for those Saturdays when they play the Sooners in Norman. But a and got him to College Station on the idea that he could play safety. Something happened beyond the defensive analyst leaving to go to the University of Miami. Kendall Daniels had his mind made up that he wanted to leave College Station. And in my opinion, the the guy who was critical in his recruitment leaving opened the door for him to no longer be in College Station. And that's just as simple as it is. The, the conversation had to be had again with Oklahoma. What position would he play in Norman? And based on the commitment he made to Oklahoma State this last week, Oklahoma's coaching staff is sticking to its guns that they want him to be a linebacker. If you want to come play in this program and fit in with this defense, the position we have for you is linebacker. And if that's not right for you, then find a place that has the right fit. I think Kendall Daniels clearly wanted to come home. He clearly wanted to be back in the state of Oklahoma. He found an out with his with that analyst leaving and going to Miami. Oklahoma said, linebacker, that's the choice. And Oklahoma State said, you can be a safety for us. And Kendall Daniels is going to be wearing orange and black instead of crimson and cream. And I think we're, I mean, I really feel like oh, the Sooner Nation's okay with this because we had already come to grips with it with him being in college station. Now we just get to see, um, you know, what happens 
every weekend because he'll be in the Big 12. And I really feel like there's the potential here to be that story if let, let's say he becomes an all-conference or an all-American safety for Oklahoma State. And we have to be r- real in that there's potential there for that to happen. Now, Oklahoma's concern was speed, but Oklahoma State, they, they think the guy can play safety. And I think he can too. I think he would have been a great linebacker. I think he would have been great like in the in the in the same genre of of the past guys. You know, Oklahoma has one right now, Nick Benito, and then you think of Eric Stryker and Obo and and those guys. I, I I think Kendall Daniels could have been in that mold. But it doesn't mean he can't play safety. So let's say he becomes, you know, uh let's say he becomes an all American, all conference safety. Are we gonna have to listen to the stories? Like we did with Josh Jacobs. You know, Oklahoma didn't want me. Well, that's not true, Josh Jacobs. Oklahoma did want you. In fact, Oklahoma offered you before Alabama did. But the, the media, they they sometimes don't care as much about the truth, and they run with the story. And the story was Oklahoma didn't want Josh Jacobs. Are we going to see those kind of stories with Kendall Daniels? That's something that 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 definitely is going to be interesting to see. Number one, what kind of chip he has on his shoulder in Stillwater, and number two, if he achieves a high level of success, what does that story become like? Yeah, Matt, Kendall Daniels for me is a very intriguing prospect, and it's because he's 6'4", 190. You look at him and you immediately can begin to apply the label of a rangy defender. Sure, it may be high school, but he was projected as a safety prospect at the next level, which is that collegiate level was being recruited by various programs across the board to play on the defensive side of the ball. Now, where that was, as you've alluded to, was something that was a little bit of a mystery because at that size with that frame, it's easy to say, let's get him on campus. Let's get him in a strength training program. Let's get him with a nutritionist and let's begin to add some pounds and move him up closer to the line of scrimmage. We know that safeties typically have an ability to play downhill and come up and run support. And I feel as though Oklahoma wanted to tap into that and begin to mold him into a linebacker. And and let's be honest, Oklahoma's had some success. When we go back and we look at K-9, we see a very similar progression from a guy who not a lot of experience at that linebacker position, but ultimately comes out as a a first-round draft pick on the defensive side of the ball for the Sooners. I saw that as a very similar trajectory for a guy like Daniels, but we'll never know now because he's not coming to the University of Oklahoma. I will say this for Oklahoma State is it's a very good get. You always love to see in-state recruits stay in-state. Of course, I do believe Sooner fans would have loved to see him in the Crimson and Cream, but Oklahoma State Cowboy fans are elated that he is now going to don the orange and black. However, you've also mentioned another name that a lot of people are curious about. Give us your thoughts there, Matt. Okay, then there's Big Cat Bryant. And Rich, I'm just going to throw this out here. You know, you, <laughs> I, 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 I missed the ball on this one. Um, you never were sold on Big Cat Bryant coming to be a part of this football program. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm wrong. Okay, I'll admit it. I, I was wrong, and, and I have no problems admitting that. But here's the reason why I was wrong. This is what it comes down to for Big Cat Bryant. Number one, Gus Malzahn, his coach at Auburn, is the new coach at Central Florida. So there's some familiarity there for him to go to Central Florida. But number two, there were a lot less hoops to jump through, if you will, for him to go to UCF than for him to go to OU. 
UCF was the easier path for him. He's looking for one 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 location to play one more season of college football. I can tell you this. This is what I know. I know Big Cat Bryant wanted to come to Oklahoma. And I know that Oklahoma wanted Big Cat Bryant. It just didn't work out. Again, there, there, there are a lot less hoops to jump through going to Central Florida than there are coming to Oklahoma. And he chose the easiest path. I don't, I don't necessarily blame him, but he chose the easiest path. And, and that's, you know, that's where it takes him. And um, I, I do think this is, is a bigger impact on Oklahoma for 2021, obviously, than Kendall Daniels would have been. I don't, I don't think Kendall Daniels would come in and play immediately in 2021 as an impact guy, where Big Cat definitely would have been an impact guy. But if you've been following this on Heartland Sports, heartland-sports.com, this is Isaiah's time, Isaiah Thomas's time now. You look at Isaiah Thomas, who split time with Ronnie Perkins in 2020 and was expected to do so with Big Cat in 2021 should Bryant show up on campus. Big Cat Bryant's not is not showing up on campus, which means really Isaiah Thomas steps full fully into the spotlight here. He's still going to um, share time, you know, because they do that rotation with their rush ends. But Isaiah Thomas is now prime position to be the star on that defense as far as the rush in position is concerned. What are your thoughts, Rich? Matt, I'm going to be be 100% honest with you. It's easy to get excited about the name Isaiah Thomas because of the numbers that he posted in 2020. We saw that he really revitalized this defense and this defensive front, along with a handful of others before Ronnie Perkins was reintroduced into the equation. However, one name that's easy to forget at this point in time is the name Jalen Redmond, a guy who opted out last year, who I do believe could be the front runner for the star of this defensive line. And when we begin to look at the stats that Redmond compiled in 2019, we quickly see that he actually led this team in sacks with six and a half. Again, that was a team with Ronnie Perkins on it. And Redmond was just a freshman at that point in time with more understanding, with more experience, with more time in the weight room. I do believe that Redmond can elevate those numbers and can easily begin to pull some attention away from from Isaiah Thomas, especially towards the beginning of the season. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, Bedlam basketball. Uh, Sooners get swept in Bedlam. Right now as we're recording this, Oklahoma is playing Texas. And here's the deal. Uh, Rich, you, you, you nailed this when you said that it, they could have – Oklahoma could have peaked too soon. I wasn't ready to jump on board with that. But you, you got the Bedlam sweep for Oklahoma State plus the loss – to Kansas State, and I think that Kansas State loss is really going to be the loss that comes back and hurts them the most. This is a team that's still competitive. Neither one of those Bedlam games were blowouts, but you you thought two weeks ago, I mean, this was a, a, 
a, a top 10, top five type program two weeks ago. And now they're going to be fringe top 25 when the new poll comes out based on really what happens with this Texas game tonight. Oklahoma, they've got to find a way to bounce back. And if it's not against Texas and this, this season finale, it's got to be in Kansas City. Because the last thing, the absolute, I mean, you don't want to limp into Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament. But what you absolutely don't want to do is limp, in, limp into March Madness. Right, Rich? Yeah, that's absolutely right, Matt. I, I don't know that I would say Oklahoma has peaked. They're just playing some good teams who are playing some of their best basketball late extremely late in the regular season, obviously, and are looking to make a push not only in the conference tournament, but also into the NCAA tournament. What we knew about Oklahoma State was that they have the potential number one draft pick sitting on their roster in Cade Cunningham. And at times, Cade Cunningham shows flashes of exactly why he's deserving of that number one draft pick. When you're looking at Oklahoma, there's still a lot of talent on the roster. I just think it's talent that's slowly getting tired. They do need a little bit of some, uh, a little bit of rest. We know that after these COVID breaks, as I'm going to call them, Oklahoma came back onto the court and went toe to toe with some, some pretty salty programs. Needless to say, I know that Oklahoma is not going to get that break that we so deserve, even though they will have a few days off. It's just been a very brutal, brutal schedule through the Big 12 Conference this season, Matt. We begin to look at the NCAA, and yes, Oklahoma is sliding down in those seedings. I know at one point we were looking at a number two seed. That quickly became a number three seed, and legitimately Oklahoma could be a four or five seed before all is said and done in the Big 12 Conference Tournament. But again, there's still a lot to play for. I think this team, with the seniors that they have and the experience that they have, they're not going to be a letdown once they do reach the big dance. We've just got to wait and see and continue to see how this team develops, continue to see how Lon Kruger entices them, um, one, to rest, but two, how does he motivate them on the court and, and what, what stops does he pull out in order to get wins well while the Sooners are struggling on the hardwood they certainly may uh they, they're dominating on the softball diamond Oklahoma with a 47 run day day not weekend day 47 run day last week they've they've emerged as the number one team in college softball by the way on that um, one game last week the day they scored 47 runs which I believe was Saturday 28 hits in one game, 28 hits in one game. I think I said on Saturday, um, I, I'm pretty confident. I have to go back and look at the tweet, but I think, I think it was something along the lines of Oklahoma softball plated 47 runs in less than two full games um, because both wins on Saturday were run roll victories. I think Kansas State basketball scored 43 points. So think about that for just a second. That that's how dominating this team has been. They scored 47 runs in one day, where the Kansas State basketball team only scored 43 points. And when when you look at the overall body of work, the Sooners are 12 and 0 on the season. Ten of those 12 wins are by run rule. And Oklahoma's pitching staff, we knew Giselle Warwes was good. We knew Shannon Sell was good. But they've pitched seven 
shutouts this season. And just last weekend alone, on the trip to Arizona, they won all five of those games in Arizona by a combined score of 68-7. to And one of those wins was over number 11, Arizona State. So that's the, the thing I've been questioning about this team has been the level of competition. But when you're just sweeping number 11 under the rug along with everybody else you're playing, 5-0 and last weekend, 68-7. to uh, Four of the five wins were run-roll victories, and, and the one that wasn't was the win over Arizona State. But they're just loaded. They're, I mean, this, this is a team, Rich, we've talked about it. Last year they had good pitching, but they just weren't solid from the plate. And teams were able to pitch around Jocelyn Allo because they weren't solid from the plate. Now they're solid from the plate, and Jocelyn Allo is a monster right now. She's on 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 pace to have a career season, which is incredible for her because she's already had such an illustrious career in the 12 games this season. Oklahoma has launched 44 home runs. They're averaging 3.6 home runs, nearly four home runs per game. And what that does is it frees up someone like Allo because you can't pitch around her because the person in front of her, the person behind her, they are just as deadly as she is. And so what we're seeing happen is in the first 12 games, this is from our man Chris Plank, in the first 12 games of this season, she has hit 10 home runs. So during her freshman campaign, she hit 30 home runs. All right, follow me here. In her freshman campaign, she hit 30 home runs, but she didn't exceed 10 home runs until the 24th game of the season. All right, 24th game of the season, she she launched her 10th home run. Now they're in 12 games. They've played 12, that's it, this season, and she's got 10. Although also in the midst of a... um, of a 26-game hitting streak, and she's got 31 RBIs on the season. 13 of those came this last weekend. The Sooners finally get to come home and host the Courtyard by Marriott Tournament, and there's got a good field of competition there as well. But, man, Rich, you look at this team, you look at the number one ranking, and you think, you know, particularly in light of UCLA losing. um, By the way, you made a good comment about Oregon still being ranked behind UCLA. I, I don't get that either, but there's just not a more dominant team right now on the softball diamond than what Oklahoma is. That's a very true statement because Oklahoma is playing exceptionally well on both sides of the ball. We heard the talk coming from Patty Gasso and you never know how much stock to actually put in to what coaches say as much of what is said by a coach has been termed coach speak, but we're now buying in and we're seeing exactly what Gasso was talking about all along. It's easy to say that this may, from the eye test at this point, this may very well be the best team that she's ever coached in her career at the University of Oklahoma. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so we're going to wrap up a shortened version of the Sooner Nation podcast with true or false. It's my turn to ask Rich those questions. And so here we go, man. I'm going to throw them at you. Uh, we've been talking about softball, so let's just go ahead and, and and start off with this first question. True or false, Oklahoma softball is practically a lock 
for the Women's College World Series? At this point, I would have to say yes. And it's not just because of the experience that Oklahoma has in the circle. It's not just because of the experience and the pedigree that they have in Patty Gasso, who has continuously coached this team to Big 12 titles, as well as Women's College World Series appearances and titles. But when we look from top to bottom, Matt, you hit the nail on the head, is this is a team that can flat out hit the ball. There's no singular dead spot that you can simply say, as long as we can get to those X amount of batters, we can get out of a jam, or let's go ahead and, and load up the bases because we know we have a weak hitter coming up next in the lineup. It simply doesn't happen from top to bottom. You've mentioned some of the bigger names, but from top to bottom, this Oklahoma team at the plate is is one of the best, if not the best in the country. Okay, so let's speaking speaking of locks, let's jump back here to basketball for just a second. You look at the Sooners, you look at them slumping. We talked about the Kansas State loss. We talked about the Bedlam sweep. Right now, the Sooners are playing Texas. Uh, regardless of what happens with this Texas game and regardless of what happens in Kansas City, true or false, Oklahoma is NCAA tournament bound. Wow. Um, that one's quite a bit dif more difficult to answer than the previous question that you've thrown out. But I am going to go back to this stretch of games before I give you my answer and look at Oklahoma's resume because they have wins over Alabama. They have two wins over West Virginia. I, I get that they were unable to beat Texas Tech or Oklahoma State, two other ranked opponents this season, but they got that win over Kansas, split the series there. And so again, when you're looking at the schedule and when you're looking at the strength of schedule, I think the answer right now is true. When you are the NCAA committee and you look at what Oklahoma has done for the full body of work, I think it's an it's an easy take into the NCAA tournament. And it's a team that you want to take a chance on because with the guard play with Austin Reeves and, and Devion Harmon really leading the charge. And then, of course, you've got Brady Manick, who's coming on late here. Matt, one thing that we haven't talked about was the disappearance of Kirk Weth, but that's beside the point. When we look at the re-emergence of Brady Manick and just what this team is capable of. Again, it's it's a very easy yes, so I am answering that one true. All right, so let's jump over to football for uh, for this next one. And uh, everybody wants to talk about football. I always joke that football pays the bills. And so we're going to talk about Oklahoma's quarterback for just a minute. Spencer Rattler is the first true freshman uh, quarterback, redshirt freshman, whatever. He came in and played as a true freshman and then redshirted, uh, started as a redshirt freshman. I'll get to the question, I promise. Um, true or false, after having Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts and the success that Lincoln Riley had with those guys, two Heismans and one Heisman runner-up, true or false, Spencer Rattler is changing the culture of how Lincoln Riley deals with quarterbacks being the, quote, homegrown talent guy. That one, uh, I'm actually going to answer with false. I don't think that Spencer Rattler is changing the culture of how Lincoln Riley handles quarterbacks being the quote unquote homegrown guy, a guy that Lincoln Riley actually recruited and played as a freshman. The reason for that being Matt, is there was this continuation. Lincoln Riley came in having a solid reputation as a quarterbacks coach and knowing how to work with quarterbacks in order to draw the most, but more importantly, in order to draw the best out of them. I think we saw that when we saw Jalen Hurts more specifically because Baker Mayfield was already en route 
to being a pretty good quarterback on his own accord before interacting with Lincoln Riley. When we look at Jalen Hurts as my go-to guy for this example, we look at a guy who most likely was not an NFL draft pick, but we see just in one year, we see him begin to be shaped and molded by Lincoln Riley, and he really begins to remove a lot of the doubts that he can't pass the ball, that he's just a game manager. So much so, he removes enough of those doubts that NFL execs and decision makers decide to put a little money where their mouth is and take him in the second round. So if that one is false, I, I think it's Spencer Rattler's just the continuation of what's already happening with inside of this program. And more importantly, what's already happening at the quarterback position. Let me follow up on that, Rich, just, just to make sure we're clear on what I'm talking about is that like, this is the end of bringing in, I know you got a, you got a transfer guy from Penn state, but as far as bringing in guys to the transfer portal, that can um, that just compete and become a starter to the success that Baker, Kyler, and Jalen had. Spencer Rattler's changing that, right? Well, by that definition, I, I would have to change my answer. And it's not just Spencer Rattler that gives evidence or credence to what you're saying here, Matt. It also goes with Caleb Williams. Two guys that Oklahoma has recruited, two guys that Lincoln Riley has recruited, two guys that Lincoln Riley has signed, and two guys who are expected to have an, an extreme impact upon the University of Oklahoma before they ultimately opt into the NFL draft. Okay, well, we're going to stay with Spencer Rattler here for question number four. Uh, we, this is a, I feel like this is a rich-type question. This is one that, that you'd like to throw at me, but here we go. Um, when you look at spring ball coming up, and you look at all the position battles that are going on, and then you look at the guys that are there, the, the returning starters, true or false, Spencer Rattler is the most important returning starter for this football team in 2021. Absolutely 100% true. When you look at a returning starter who plays the quarterback position coming back to any program, that's a significant boost to the morale. It's a a pretty significant boost to the confidence of the team as a whole. But Matt, let's go ahead and separate it because while I do believe that Spencer Rattler is the most important returning starter coming to play for the University of Oklahoma this fall, I think if we were to separate them and just look at the defense, we would come up with a completely different answer. And so I did want to go ahead, just take a moment, and I'm going to answer that as well because on the defensive side of the ball, it absolutely has to be a guy like Perry and Winfrey. In the middle as a defensive tackle, on this defensive line. He draws so much attention that he frees up these defensive ends. And what we already know is that Oklahoma is going to be utilizing some younger players in this secondary. They're going to rely heavily on that defensive front to get pressure on the quarterback to relieve a lot of the pressure from the secondary and make them look better than they may actually and truly be. All right, man, here we go. Final question on the true or false. Um, Oklahoma, they lost their share of players to the transfer portal. You, you look at you guys like TJ Pledger and Charleston Rambo and so forth, but they got a lot through the transfer portal, even missing out on Big Cat Bryant. Here's my question to you, Rich. True or false, Oklahoma actually won in the transfer portal this year. That one again, I'm going to answer with true. And this is no slight to any player who is looking for another opportunity to play outside of the University of Oklahoma. But when you can go in and trade, even though he's an experienced player, we'll have great memories of TJ Pledger. Even though you look at what you're trading and you get Eric Gray in return, 
it's hard to say that that was a bad trade. You're looking for a guy who can step in, be a number one or be a number two running back and do that consistently. Like I said, Oklahoma getting Kennedy Brooks back. I know that TJ Pledger, it looked as though his his career was going to be as a backup. So I can't fault him for looking for a different home, a different opportunity, a new and fresh setting where he can cement himself as an integral part of an offense. But the truth is, is that Eric Gray comes in and immediately takes takes over that number two role and will challenge Kennedy Brooks for a handful of snaps, undoubtedly. On the other side of that equation, Matt, I know you've mentioned Big Cat Bryant not coming here, um, but the, the defensive side, Oklahoma is going to lose a guy like Brendan Radley-Hiles, and we know that he had already lost his starting job. So you bring in a guy like Key Lawrence, who we thought would push Bookie, would push him to be a better player and ultimately be the player that we believed he could be. Again, not a bad trade. So I am saying that Oklahoma has won the, the transfer portal. They haven't lost it. And then you can even go in and you look at what uh, I believe it was 247 Sports released it released it released their top 50 transfers three with inside of the top 10 are all coming to the University of Oklahoma and that really tells you all the story that you need to know all right well that's going to wrap it up for us here at the Sooner Nation podcast we thank you so much for being a part of what we do uh, you can find us online almost every day we got great Oklahoma City Thunder coverage going on as as right now as well as uh, latest recruiting opinions and all that stuff for Oklahoma football every day, heartland-sports.com where we post our, our content. You can also find us on Twitter at sports heartland on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know where you agree or disagree on the true or false is rich, right? Or is he wrong? We want to know about it. Have a fantastic week, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Boomer sooner. <laughs>